Hello everyone, welcome to A Step Ahead. Hi everyone, welcome to our ninth episode. So this is a podcast where you can gain some really valuable insights about your future career from industry experts. And on today's episode, we have a guest with a wealth of knowledge and experience in numerous aspects of the business world, from public speaking to leadership to product management and data analysis. Our guest has owned vital skills necessary for success in today's job market. So we're thrilled to welcome Pooja on today's episode. And Pooja currently works as an e-commerce category manager in the beauty and well-being sector at Unilever. So she has been working at Unilever for over five years now and has been involved in various roles within the company. So she initially joined Unilever as an intern and since then has worked in various departments like talent management, brand management, and now specifically the e-commerce segment. She graduated from the American University of Sharjah with a Bachelor of Arts in International Studies and was also actively involved with various extracurricular activities in university, some of which include Model United Nations, the College of Arts and Sciences Dean's Team, volunteering activities, and many others. So welcome to the podcast, Pooja. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful today. It's the weekend, so I'm enjoying life. Usually when you start working, you start living for the weekend. So here I am. So I'm at my best mood possible and very excited to talk to the two of you today. Thanks a lot, Pooja, for joining us on the podcast today. It's an honor to to have you on the podcast and, and inshallah, hopefully we have a great conversation. So Pooja, can you, can you take us through your time at university and share with us the variety of experiences you were involved in university and also maybe take us through your internship experiences, extracurriculars and any other thing that, that has aided you and supported you in becoming the person you are today. I started off pretty much like you guys at AUS. Uh, I was an undergrad there in the College of Arts and Sciences, just like Huda mentioned. And as you must have caught, I was in the College of Arts and Sciences, but I'm working in the business world right now. So I did pivot and it's been quite a journey. I joined AUS with the dream of actually being the youngest prime minister of India. As crazy as it sounds, that's what I wanted to do. That's why I went into international studies, specializing in international relations. I was very passionate about it and I was surrounded by possibly the best academic system ever. The professors, the wealth of knowledge that they brought in, it was my favorite part of university. I really have to owe it to them, the person that I've become today, because they taught me how to be agile. International studies as a degree is very multidisciplinary. You have almost eight different sub-majors as part of that discipline. You would go from an anthropology class to political science class to an economics class. So you have to think about human beings, the way that they have lived, how our institutions are made up, how our structures have been crafted over civilizations in very different ways. Because in economics, you realize how do our financial systems work and immediately you have to switch your thinking cap into political science where you understand human cultures the way we have lived so far and how do we make decisions that impact each other as we live together in the society so those were heavy questions to ponder on every day in class and that's why i think that of all the things that i've done in university the best thing was just sitting in class and listening to 
people who have been researching and studying about human behavior as a whole for so many years and they're there to impart that same information to you so that you are able to build further. Uh, besides that, I did do some fun things. I wasn't just sitting in class and that is one big challenge when we are in university is definitely having academic success, but we need to add more experience than that. We need to enrich our life because there's so much your friends can teach you. There's so much people from other majors can teach you. And it happens when you join all these fantastic clubs that are available at AUS. So I was part of the Dean's team and MUN, anything that required public speaking because I was super passionate about it, the debating club, wherever I could go to meet like-minded people and also people who can challenge the way that you look at the world so that you're really adding so much value to each other. I think the best thing that's happened in an extracurricular term was the Global Undergraduate Awards. It was a struggle, but you guys must be um, familiar with the challenge of, of doing research papers. It's so time con consuming. It deconstructs the way you think about things. You feel so overwhelmed, you procrastinate. And at the end of the day, you have to wrap up all the four years worth of studying that you have done in one big final thesis paper. Up until two weeks prior to submission, I had no idea what I wanted to write about. And I need to graduate and get out of the university, right? So at that point in time, all of my university professors came together. They calmed me down. They helped me find what was that niche? What did my heart and mind want to talk about at the end of four years? What is it that I want to explore and present to the world as my work? And I'm, I'm about two months away from graduation and here I'm about to wreck it all. But thanks to their guidance, and this is why I still think that the academic support system I had was the best. I somehow submitted a paper. I made it out. I graduated with honors despite the mess that I'd made at the end from overthinking my thesis. But then this paper went on to win the Global Undergraduate Awards not once but twice. So I won in the same batch as mine, but as well as the batch that came after. And I would say 90% was just my professors inspiring me to put my best foot forward, even when I thought I wasn't capable of it. I thought I had to take maybe like a gap semester and, and come back because I, I was so lost. But yeah, I think that was the beauty of being at AUS in this particular department. They really come through for you and they never give up on their students, even when you have given up for yourself. So it was, I think, the most lovely memory that I look back on. So yeah, I think that that was uh, a gist of uh, my my academic life as, as short as possible. That was fantastic to hear, obviously. And I really love the way you put it together. You know, you started off with your major, which and international studies is something which which is quite complex in the sense that there are a lot of things that go into this major. You have, like you mentioned, you have the economics, you have the politics, you have many more things which are going on simultaneously. So for sure, I think I think that major itself has a lot to do with our day-to-day -day world and how we operate. Uh, but then your research, you pulled it through so well, and you just didn't pull it through to get a high grade, but you pulled it through to to win two awards, which I think is really interesting. But then you also mentioned you were part of various clubs and activities, and which I think is also really important because you're coming into university. Academics is really important and there's no doubt about it. But when you leave university, you, you have to go beyond just your academics. You have to have a little more than what you came in, not just in terms of your knowledge, but also in terms of how you've grown your personality as a person. You meet like-minded people. You also meet different people from different majors, which, which gives you an understanding of the different perspective or a perspective that you've not thought of, which broadens your horizon of thinking. So I think 
I I really love the way you put it together. So yeah, that's that's all I would say. So hard to to try and condense four years of your life in in a couple of minutes, but I hope there was something to take away from that. And the most important thing I will still reiterate is count on your support system, whether they are the friends you meet in your organizing committee for MUN, whether they are the professors who give you their office hours, whether it's just the people that you hang out with in between classes. End of the day, when everyone around you instills a certain kind of faith, what's going to give you the strength to power through your tough days. And everyone has those. That'll train you for future success as well. So always count on yourself as well as others to be able to get that resilience. For sure. I think I mean, I forgot to mention an important point that the academic, the backing that you had from professors and, and this whole system at AUS, which, which is very great in terms of how professors are there to support you through your ups and your downs. And they're always there to ensure that you're doing your best and you can give in your best and you're reaching your potential, which is really important. And to be in that environment really makes a difference to who you become as a person, because at the end of the day, you come out as a confident individual who believes in themselves because of the support they receive from the professors. And uh, yeah, I mean, your peers are, are really important. Uh, they take you from your downs to your ups and they, they help you get through things which you think you couldn't do it alone. But yeah, I think those are, those are really important points which you mentioned. And I'd just like to add, uh, again, I found it really inspiring. As someone who also studies in the College of Arts and Sciences, I can definitely attest to the fact that the professors, they're amazing. And they definitely do give you their time. And even, as you said, even when you give up on yourself, they try to push you forward. Um, that is very important. And uh, from listening to you, I honestly picked up on a lot of lessons like resilience, never giving up, um, relying on an external support system, and also just putting in the efforts required. And, you know, a big congratulations to you for the undergraduate research awards. I know how um, competitive they are, but it just goes to show someone's personality and just generally how if you put in efforts, there is very little that can hold you back. So um, I found it very inspirational to listen to. So moving on to the next question, um, I mean, I'd also love if you could talk a little bit more about how transition from international studies to a business-oriented role, but generally at Unilever, could you perhaps tell us about the recruitment process that you went through and how you prepared for it, or what in your opinion is that sort of unique selling points that made you stand out from other candidates? 2018 was a tough market. And at that point of time, all of us cast majors, especially we have the most diverse set of skills, just because we, as I mentioned earlier, have a multidisciplinary approach. But the problem with that is you end up being a little confused on which stream do you want to follow to build expertise in? Where do you want all of these multiple experiences to take you career-wise? At least for me, it was that way. And I was just simply asking my seniors at that point of time who had already graduated and entered companies, do you guys have any internship opportunities? That is it. That's all I was doing. And so one of my really kind seniors, she said, hey, I work at Unilever and we have a very good internship program. Why don't you try that out? And I said, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm willing to take up anything. Um, I just want to see where my degree takes me at this point. And so um, I was invited for for uh, testing out for the ULIP, which is the Unilever Leadership Internship Program. This cycle runs 
about once or twice a year and it's open to every business function such as hr marketing sales it you name it whatever is present um the bigger functions you get an opportunity to intern over there just keep your eyes open and grounded on any hiring platforms to be able to get the you know reminder uh, on linkedin or wherever it is that you follow for this program the recruitment process was quite straightforward actually you have an online invitation where you have to do these digital games that test your uh, acumen once they get a baseline result on that then you move on to the next round which is the digital interview so a robot usually takes an interview at this point it is um, as they say it is an ai system and then you they pick up on certain keywords and your body language and the way that you respond and then you make it into the final round where you finally meet human beings that's when you are interviewed by the hr department and then there's a fourth round where you're interviewed by the functional manager which is the hiring manager itself for me it was a hr manager the reason i ended up in hr is because at that point of time they were looking for social science majors to lead the diversity and inclusion team at unilever it was a new agenda uh, it used to really used to run at a global level but now they were trying to introduce it and localize it more because it's very very important to have a very strong equity diversity and inclusion agenda to make people feel welcome included and an integral part of the organization so that's how i actually made the cut uh, because i bought something totally unique and we used to have a running joke do political science majors get employed does anybody want to give them a job to be honest it's been tough because i don't unfortunately speak a single word of arabic and to be able to utilize a degree like this you need to know the lingua franca of the region you need to be able to communicate on ground with the people you're trying to serve to be in a field where you are in service of people making their work life enriching and fulfilling making them feel like they are valued they are important and their contributions matter and so i took on the challenge it was very like i said it was a game of chance nothing was preplanned it was just networking and ask for that help and someone's going to hold your hand up and show you the way and you just have to act on it that's how i ended up at least at the starting phase of my career all thanks to my aus senior who guided me through the process and i hope that i get to see more yearly applications from aus students after this no oh, thank you so much i think that that was a wonderful journey to hear um and i was actually never familiar with these applications i think that our listeners will really benefit and i know it's something that I would like to look into as well and just generally that interview process as well it's an interesting concept how it's uh, first led by AI and then as it develops it um goes to the stage where you meet humans I think we will touch up on AI later on in the episodes but um just generally I think your journey is very inspiring and I completely understand that um approach where cast majors are very multidisciplinary and that has it's both a blessing and a curse because it leaves you very confused about what you what you want to do or where you want to take things in the future but again it's amazing that you were able to capitalize on this sort of opportunity um I found it very inspiring to listen to I think it's really inspiring to hear the journey of you know going from this 
international studies major to get into unilever into diversity inclusion and it, it kind of shows also that the degree is pretty vast in its sense but that also provides you with a lot of opportunities so you you were in a position to take up this opportunity because you met their criteria in terms of what they were looking for and also the fact that this interview process has changed drastically over the few past few years and it's it's being led quite a lot by ai uh, where you have these games and an ai ai robot taking your interview in in the initial rounds which also goes to show that when you're preparing for these interviews you you need to understand how these systems work uh, and you need to present yourself in a way that would make you stand out from the others where you have the ai systems actually you you say what the ai system is looking for based on your your real experiences and you know something really interesting about your profile puja is that you've moved into various roles so you started off with diversity and inclusion and then you move into talent talent acceleration and now into branding and e-commerce so can you take us through now at least what what does your day look like um, at unilever as an as an assistant e-commerce manager i will start off with why you're seeing such diversity in my profile i myself cannot categorize it as whether it's curiosity or again perpetual confusion something that i've not been able to resolve since my college times i did move exactly as you mentioned and each time i moved it was in pursuit of finding something that gives me energy every single day when i wake up to go to work as i mentioned initially when i joined unilever it was not planned move it was more of accessing what our opportunity i can to be able to build experience but later on once you uh, have completed about 2 years in a company you start thinking about am i in the place that i want to be in or am i in a place where i'm just trying to build further experience because then you start moving from general knowledge to expertise and you want to be really great at something in specific so that's when i started moving across functions to be able to get that taste of everything that is a possibility in the business world and then make that decision for myself i am able to do this again because unilever has another interesting program pretty much like ulip it is called uflp uflp is uh, when you expand it as unilever future leaders program it's also something else that people can do straight out of college i just took my time because confusion of your average cas major just continued and i had to take some time to be able to decide that i want to be in this program but uh, it's a three year program where you rotate across different um, job roles and you get a vast depth of um, experience in many different functions or many different sub functions and uh, eventually you are able to join something that is of great passion to you but also you would have built ex- expertise and experience in it so again something that people can check out for sure we do have great youth programs like i mentioned ulip and uflp so it'll be very helpful to stay updated on all these opportunities and definitely try out for it when the recruitment cycle begins now my day is talking to your everyday e-commerce applications that you guys use everyday talking to those teams making sure that unilever has a great presence in it bringing to you the best products possible on all of these customer points so anything that you shop online if it's a unilever product the way it has been placed what different skus or different type of products that you can purchase from these uh, customer points any cool discounts that you see anything anything e-commerce and unilever usually my team works towards it and i am one part of it running i've just been in this role for 3 months 
Uh, and it's been a great learning experience because e-commerce as a field changes every day. There is so much to learn and it is sort of like a black hole. It, it just seeps you in and it feels like an unlimited expanse because there's just so much to know. Every day a new player enters the market. There's a new customer. Consumers need something exciting. Uh, there's all of the social media trends that push a different type of innovation forward. People want something for their skin today, tomorrow they want something exciting for the hair, so we need to be at top of our game. I specialize specifically in BNW, which is beauty and well-being products, so that's what I look at. But overall, e-commerce is a very dynamic field to be in, and I'm myself looking forward to learning more in my time to come, but it is really like an ocean. The more you step into it, the deeper it gets, and so it is challenging, but also rewarding because you're not gonna have the same day at all the very next day when you go into work. Usually consultants pursue fields uh, like these as well because they're looking for the excitement of a new challenge every day. So yeah, you might want to look into e-commerce if you're someone who is uh, looking for a dynamic environment for sure because there's no way you can get bored being in this field. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I was just recently speaking to someone who did their internship at one of these FMCG companies and he told me that the way consulting and FMCG work is quite similar because they both move at a very fast pace and, and the way they operate is also quite similar because every day you're working on something new during the year. Like it's not like you're working on the same thing and it, it gets sort of boring and it's really dynamic in nature, which makes it really interesting for people who want to take up new challenges and i think e-commerce is is a really important part of our world and of our day-to-day -day life like uh, it would be hard to imagine how we would live without e-commerce now because it's so integrated into how we operate and how we how how our life lifestyle is is so connected with it and, and and it's interesting to see that we are speaking to someone who plays a role behind what we see on the screen you know of these these apps so it's really interesting and these unilever programs i i also find them really interesting because for example, you mentioned the Unilever Future Leaders program, which comes to show that how Unilever gives people the opportunity to try different things, although they may not have the required experience. It's a process of building your experience by doing the work and starting off um, as a new joiner or a trainee. You know, Unilever is using the, the new fresh talent and helping them understand what they really want to do. So, so yeah, I think it's it's great to hear that. Absolutely. It's definitely about taking the current talents right now, giving them opportunities to grow and to develop their skills and really flourish. And then at the end of the day, that's going to continue the future generations of people who are employed um, in these companies. So for the next question, can you tell us a little bit more about how this field of e-commerce more broadly works for an industry like um, FMCG items specifically? I think at this point of time for any business, especially in the FMCG field, e-commerce is of utmost importance because it's a new channel for growth. While initially we used to just plan for what are we going to do in-store, what kind of products can we provide to our customers and our consumers. Now this entire process has to be digitized because people are shifting their consumption to online as well as offline. And a fun fact is that even if someone is interested in a product, whether they see it for the first time in the store or they've, they've seen it on a TikTok, the very first thing they do is search for it online, not necessarily to purchase per se, but to understand and learn more about the product. 
So if you think of it that way, you really need to have a strong presence online plus on e-commerce stores because that's where people are going to check out what is your price point? What are the product benefits? How can that fit into your routine? Does it add value to you? Is, does it even consist of the ingredients that you're looking for? All of these different contention points that a consumer would think about before they decide that they want to invest their money into a certain product, it happens during the digital consumer journey. So then they can decide to purchase this in the nearest store or they can decide to purchase it online from wherever they're reading about the product. Having a strong presence online, including a strong e-commerce presence, has become essential at this point. So I think this is where there's a big shift in the dynamics of purchase behavior. And this is where, like I said, it's not just FMCG, but any sector, if you're trying to convince consumers to put their money and time behind purchasing your products, you need to have a vivid online presence. And the easiest way that people can learn about your product is if you've got great visual assets and easily accessible information online. For example, for now I'm suffering from hair loss. Then I'd start searching for hair loss related products online. And then if you've got very good media behind your products and it also responds to this demand space of hair loss your products would start popping up in the search and then eventually it will link back to instagram and you'll be like why am i seeing flux of ads on hair loss products on instagram i didn't even do anything about it but that's the whole digital ecosystem so it picks up on what are you searching online then the algorithm blends in to show you content that responds to that demand space that you've been searching for so it's all of these big data connecting with each other to show you things that you've been looking for. And that's where you're like, oh, maybe I'm interested in this hair loss solution because it's it seems vegan, it's organic. I'm interested in those sort of products. And then eventually you go into a point of purchase. So all of this journey needs excellent assets to be able to convert someone who has a specific need to purchase your product. So I think in that sense, there is no way but online at this point in time. I think especially because now everything is online and just society in general, it's so based on technology and social media and things like that. So companies have just been forced to adapt to that. But it's just amazing to see that shift that they've gone through compared to how things used to be, maybe even 10 years ago till now, the change is incredible. And just even the social media algorithm, I mean, I know that I've even heard people saying that they can even talk about something and then it will somehow start to show up in their feed and how all the different apps are connected. So if you talk about something on WhatsApp, it might show up on Instagram and how you're scrolling through something on TikTok and it might show up on Twitter. And all of these things are just the interconnectedness of it and the deep rooted psychology and as well as looking at user experience and user needs, user wants, all of this combined makes for a really, really fascinating um, industry for sure. And even though it's not something I'm part of, I find it increasingly more interesting to look at how things are constantly developing, definitely. For sure, the e-commerce space has been has been growing incrementally over the past few years. And I think with COVID that happened, things have skyrocketed dr drastically. Uh, the pace of change has increased very, very much. Uh, it was something which people had to adopt to more than they wanted to for most, for many of the businesses. So the role that e-commerce plays in our life now has it has become a part of our lives and it would it would be really hard to let go of it and and maybe impossible also at this point 
Um, and Pooja, coming to, you know, you've, you've worked in a variety of different roles, like you mentioned, and coming to e-commerce specifically now. So what do you feel are some essential skills that students should build to stand out? I have one simple, straightforward answer to that. Build your learning capability. There is no greater skill than your ability to be a great student at work. The reason being everything moves so fast forward in in our industry and in any other complex industry as a whole. There's just an influx of information available at your fingertips. But not everyone has built the kind of elasticity your brain needs to be able to continuously learn. We believe that once college is done, we don't have to massively learn anything anymore. It's just you're on the job, you probably learn by experience and that is it. It needs to be a proactive, conscious effort to be able to pick up new skills because what is relevant today will not be relevant tomorrow and you'll need to constantly upskill yourself. I would say yes, the general advice of having good soft skills, your ability to network, being a great communicator, being good with people and negotiation, all of that does help. But again, these are skills that also can be learned. So the mother of all skills is still your ability to learn. Never forget that once you've gotten a degree, that is the end, you know, everything that's required to do your job right. It's never that way. You need to be as uh, good at absorbing around you as a sponge and don't lose like I mentioned earlier, that elasticity that your brain needs to be able to continue learning. And that's something that you need to practice every day. It's always people who practice. So you need to practice your ability to learn as well consistently. You need to keep enrolling yourself in small time courses that help you upskill quickly in the latest skill set. It keeps shifting every year. If you keep checking the list of the most important skills that you need at workplace, and if you're looking at hard skills, it keeps moving every year. But the people who succeed through all of it are just people who are very good at setting aside time to practice and become elevated in those fields. Another thing I'd like to mention is you don't need all the skills in the world to be great at your work. You need to understand two things. What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? If you're extremely strong at something, try to become the best at it. So if you're someone who has great skill for digital marketing, make sure when you're on the job, and when you have time set aside to improve your skill, you do that so that you're always consistently at the top of your game when it comes to your strengths. If you're weak at something, take some baseline courses, take some mentorship with people who are great at that work. Try to stretch yourself and do one or two projects in that area of development so that you get enough knowledge to not be absolutely burdened by that weakness. So develop both. Develop your strengths to be outstanding so that you can lead in it in the future and develop your weaknesses to an extent where you know something about it so that you are aware of how things work if you aspire to become a leader in the future so you can be well balanced. It all stems from being a good learner and spending time to build yourself and you're setting yourself for success in whatever it is that you want to pursue. I completely agree with what you said, and I think that's a great piece of advice for everybody. I mean, irrespective of what you're doing, uh, and and you also need to realize that coming out of university, you have a lot of 
theoretical knowledge are for many majors but when you need to put things into action and when you need to gain the experience that sometimes might be quite different from what you have learned and not completely different but a lot of new things which you you've not learned or a new perspective perhaps so yeah continuously learning uh being humble in the way you see things uh you could be great at something uh but there's always probably there is always a scope to improve uh and and like you mentioned puja you don't need to be great at everything but it's important to be vigilant and it's important to know the basics of the things that are important and and enrolling yourself in courses uh you know ensuring that you have a at least the basic knowledge of what's going on around you and the other roles which are which are working with you so i think that's that's a great way to put it because there's always scope to learn there's always scope to improve great leaders also say that you know we're not perfect but we are we're trying to get things done and it's always a learning process um, and we're learning from the people around us and we are we are giving them what we have in terms of our experiences so far so i think that's a very well and a very important skill to keep in mind Yeah, I definitely agree. It's it was very well put and it's not something you hear uh, very often because we're always in this mindset that after university we are done as you said we're done with the bulk or the majority of our learning and moving forward now we just need to apply it but that's not necessarily true because learning is something that continues throughout life and I just loved the way that you mentioned it the points about so work on both your strengths and your weaknesses because sometimes people they just focus on what they're good at and that's not really building yourself as a well-rounded person i think focusing on your weaknesses concurrently with your strengths is what is going to set you aside from everyone else so yeah i really really loved that piece of advice and it's amazing very very insightful Now coming to the topic of AI I know we discussed this briefly when we talked about the interview process and how the initial stage involves a robot and it involves some um, automated systems so what are your thoughts personally surrounding um artificial intelligence in this industry so have you seen its impacts um or how do you think it will impact us in the future and how should students prepare themselves in this world right now to benefit from ai instead of being replaced by it do you have any thoughts about that in my view i don't like to mention ai as artificial intelligence because it's very real and it has been built with a purpose to improve our life and our work even though it is definitely scary because it does replace a lot of the work that we as human beings do right now but i'm not going to mention about my time in e-commerce and the way ai integrates into it because i've been here for a very brief amount of time but i'd like to reference my previous role as a brand manager and at that point of time for me ai in its truest sense as a lot of scientists describe it is augmented intelligence something that is supposed to blend in with your everyday work and make it easier to accomplish it there i really saw the value of ai because i used to spend a lot of time trying to make brand communication copies uh trying to put together briefs so that we were able to visualize campaigns that people would love and note making so a lot of marketing includes bringing together teams setting together goals and and following up on those different steps that help us bring all these products to life very cumbersome activities extremely time consuming and the ais that our company hosts within our own it space it has really helped us cut short the time that would have been spent in these operational activities and focus only on the strategic so i 
got more time to work on the innovative and creative side of my work as opposed to being consumed by a lot of the nitty gritties. Something that would take about two to three hours to put together a vision board of a huge campaign would then be cut short at least by an hour. If we have another system that has been automated to look after the quality of the work that we're producing, whereas I only have to focus on the quality of idea that is being expanded through that framework. So again, this is a very limited experience. There's going to be a lot of repercussions when augmented intelligence enters into our work streams, but that's where my previous response becomes more relevant that we need to be upskilling ourselves and being part of this evolution where we convert the type of work that we do into learned skills, into human skills that only we can deliver. And trust me, if you again go back into these reports by World Economic Forum and Finance Times and all of it, there are so many skills that are still only deliverable by human beings. And it is up to us to be able to find learning opportunities and, and access it and make sure that we are part of this revolution in the sense. The college-going students who are aspiring for jobs in sectors like mine, AI has been beneficial and it's very important that you become skilled in these systems so that you're able to integrate it into your daily life and take it as another strength that you work on as opposed to it becoming a weakness. Yeah, definitely. I'm not very familiar with this term that you talked about, um, augmented reality, but I think it's a great way to look at the to look at artificial intelligence as opposed to uh, uh, to looking at it as something artificial, but something more that links with people and that helps to augment their skills. That's important. And I think it is very difficult um, to ascertain the future that AI holds. And just it is a very uncertain uh, territory, definitely. But I think generally it's reassuring to hear the point that you mentioned about how there is still so many skills that do not translate to AI that only humans can do. And it is our responsibility to preserve those as much as possible and use AI as this tool to help us as opposed um, to something that is going to replace everything that we do. I think those points which you said um, are something which gives much more clarity for anybody in this industry now. And there's this sort of common theme that we've been seeing, you know, so we have interacted with other people and, and everybody has been telling us that it's a really good tool that has aided their job and they don't see it as replacing their job, which is very reassuring to your as a university student. So it's something that's going to aid and benefit you if you don't know how to use these AI technologies and put them in place to make your job easier, uh, you're, you're still going to spend a lot of time on these operational tasks. So I think that was a well, well put answer and a lot of insight into how to look at the future uh, of these technologies which are coming in, which, which will drastically change the way we operate and the work that we will be doing to some great extent. So Pooja, can you tell us a quote that represents you and your experiences? The quote that I live by every day is, I think, therefore I am. There is no one who can come up with the ideas that you do. There is no one that perceives life like the way that you do. We give our own life purpose, meaning and fulfillment across all different phases. It's really your own perception and your imagination that creates and crafts the life that you 
ultimately envision and never ever underestimate the power of your own thoughts because that is what makes you who you are everything around you everyone around you educates you sometimes it hurts you sometimes it inspires you but through it all it educates you so remember that now you're going through college you have a certain set of experiences that's one phase of learning then when you move on to the next one you get another set like that eventually it's like the game of life you keep leveling up and through it all you as an individual you grow to become the ultimate form of yourself and stay true to yourself and and you will see that magic will happen because you'll be able to leave your brand everywhere that touch of touch of yourself in everything that you do but this is how i interpret it because i feel like it's a good quote to remind yourself that you are here because of yourself your thoughts your ideas and that's one what's going to keep you going and lead you to where you want to be no i think that's a very important point and this this also brings back the idea of self belief and and you need to you need to have that confidence in yourself that you can do stuff um, and just having that confidence in yourself can change a lot of things you need to appreciate and respect the the learnings that you go through uh, because every experience that you go through in life has has a lot to teach and usually it's the the bad experiences that teach you more and the ones that hurt you or the ones that pull you down which teach you a lot more so i think it brings back the idea of self confidence and and just believing in yourself uh, and yeah i think that's that's a really really inspiring way to end of this conversation so thanks a lot pooja for for your time and for being on the podcast today we we sincerely appreciated the conversation we had and we we hope you enjoyed this conversation we had and uh, to all the listeners out there we hope you you took away something insightful from this episode and yeah thanks a lot for listening and we hope you had a great time Yeah, thank you so much Pooja for the honestly incredible episode. Some I learned so much from you and I'm just hope that our listeners could benefit from that experience. But again, thank you for your time and thank you to everyone who's listening. We will see you in the next episode. Thank you guys. Bye-bye.